The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. Well, this is a new experience, preaching remotely from home. I wish that I could be under the same roof with each one of you, singing together, praying together, reading scripture together, communing together. But until we can do that again one day, I want to say this. Welcome in the name of Jesus to my home. And thank you for welcoming us into yours. Let's pray. God, as always, we give thanks for your word. And God, today we pray for ears to hear and hearts to follow and lives that will obey. God, I ask for the gift of preaching. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So I've been looking online at what people are doing while in quarantine. And several people have been doing all of those projects that they've been meaning to to do. Some of you have been doing the same thing. All those things that you've had on your list that you haven't gotten to. So for many of you, it's cleaning out the junk drawer. It's fixing the broken fence. It's cleaning out your garage. For some of you, your house has never been been as clean as it is right now. For others of you, you've been learning new things. Like you've been learning how to do a, a Zoom call or a meeting online. Maybe out of necessity, you've learned how to order, order groceries online or how to use Grubhub or DoorDash. And some of you are learning how to work from home. Others of you are having the real difficult task, and I know this personally, of how to homeschool. And we're all trying to learn how to do church together online. But for some of you, there's just not enough bandwidth to do all those projects. There's not enough energy or emotional energy to learn something new. For some of you, During this time of quarantine, it's just a time to survive. So you give yourself a pat on the back if you wake up in the morning and get out of your PJs and get into normal clothes. You give yourself a gold star if you took a shower for the day. And for almost all of us, it is a successful day if we don't go crazy from cabin fever. It's like we're all Tom Hanks on the movie Castaway. We're either working on projects or learning something new or just trying to survive in a time that feels so distant and far away from anything we have known before. We are in a remote place. Jesus and his disciples in the Gospel of Matthew find themselves in a remote place. In Matthew 14, beginning in verse 13 up to 22, it says this, When Jesus heard what had happened to John the Baptist, he withdrew by boat privately to a remote place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And when Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's getting, it is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. And Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. 
We only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Jesus had just heard the news about his cousin, John the Baptist, and his death. And he wants to withdraw from all the people. But the people hear that he's heading out of town, and so they follow. And over 5,000 people gathered around Jesus when he landed on the shore. This is not the definition of social distancing. They are not social distancing at this time, but their concerns are different. And Jesus sees their concerns and has compassion on them, and he heals them. But at the end of the day, the disciples realize that they are in a remote place, and they fear there's not going to be enough, not enough food, not enough money, not enough for life. Their fear is that life is not sustainable in a remote place. And so they ask, how long can we stay in this remote place? How can we sustain this? How long can we last? These are the questions the disciples have. And the only thing they can think of is to send the people away, to scatter, to let everyone fend for themselves. But Jesus has something different in mind because the work of God is to gather. So he tells them, you feed them. There's not enough, not enough food, not enough resources, not enough money. So the disciples gather up all that they have, and it's just not enough. Five loaves, two fishes. And after Jesus gathers all the people around and tells them to sit in the grass, he gathers the loaves and the fishes, and he gives thanks, and he breaks the bread, and he gives it to the disciples, and they give it to all the people. And there was more than enough. It was completely sustainable. He provided more than enough for over 5,000 people, and there were baskets full of, of broken pieces of bread left over. When Jesus gathers people, he provides. We are in a remote place in these days. And in many ways, our story is absorbed into Jesus' story. And so today, I want you to absorb a few things out of this story into your life because we are like the people gathered around Jesus in a remote place, in a remote time. And the first thing is this. When you are in a remote place and your questions are, how can we sustain this? How can we last? There's just not enough. There's just not enough. Here's what you do. You offer the little that you have and let God provide. Offer your loaves and your fishes. Offer your gifts and Jesus will provide. 
Many of you have been following my wife, Kim. She's been posting on social media. And as you know, uh, a week ago this past Friday, she flew to New York City to help with the crisis they're having with the healthcare system and the hospitals. My wife, Kim, is a nurse. And so she flew up there and she's been working over the past week, seven days straight, 14 hours a day, all night at a hospital in New York City. When this epidemic or this pandemic uh, came about and she heard the need for nurses and healthcare workers in, uh, in New York City, she thought to herself, I can do that. I think I'm made for something like this. I think this is where my gifting is. And so she said, Ben, I want to go do this. I want to go. And with anxiety inside, inside my heart, my, my head said this, it said, yep, you're right. You are gifted for this. This is something you're made for. Now, my wife will freely admit that she's not gifted for everything and that not everybody's gifted to go, but she saw this opportunity and she said, this is, this is a gifting that I have. This is the loaves and fish that I have and what little I have, I want to go and offer it. I couldn't do that. I see the sight of needles and I want to pass out. In the same way, Kim can't do what I'm doing right now. It's not her gifting. If she had to stand up in front of people, she would probably pass out. Not everybody's gifting is the same, but we all have loaves and fishes to offer. And when we offer them to Jesus, he provides. Kim usually has about four or five patients in a normal shift at the hospital here in Oklahoma City. But in New York City, there's such a shortage of nurses that she has been uh, um, working each shift with about 11 to 12 patients in full gear, in full um, personal protection gear. It's a struggle. It's difficult. And I think Kim asked, is this sustainable? Can I do this? Is there enough? And so far, what we've seen is that when she offers her loaves and fishes, there's enough. You may not have much or maybe thinking, what can I do? But you have loaves and fishes. Take what you have, offer it to Jesus, and he will provide. But for some of you, it's difficult to imagine the loaves and fishes that you can offer right now. And some of you don't feel like you have anything to offer that's okay. Some of you feel like all you are is one of the 5,000 plus people sitting in the grass around the feet of Jesus with nowhere to go and nothing to do. But then Jesus gathers, him, gathers us around and instead of sending us to fend for ourselves, to go look for our own loaves and fishes, to go look for how to provide, to go look for how to sustain life, Jesus provides. Because when Jesus gathers his people, he provides. It's no coincidence that in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26, at the Last Supper, at the time when Jesus communes with his people, he draws on this story and the language of this story of the feeding of the 5,000 to offer us communion with him. 
Matthew 26, verse 26 says this, while they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to the disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. We are in a remote place. And when there is not enough, Jesus offers himself and provides what you and I need. We're in a remote place in life right now. But when Jesus gathers his people, he takes the little that we have and provides for all. And if we don't feel like we have anything at this time, he offers himself. He provides. And that is enough. That gives life for all. I want to leave you with this benediction. As you go out this week, this holy week leading up to Easter, may you offer your loaves and fishes so that it can be multiplied by Jesus for others. And may the Lord provide for you what you need this week for all people and for life. God bless you and may the Lord bless you and keep you.